Conquer Life's Mountains with Mitsubishi. Powering Ian Collins once a word. what's to come over the next few hours here on Prize Time on Challenge TV in a few moments time they're here it's celebrity charades of plenty on Give Us a Clue look there's Lionel looking lovely and here's Andrew O'Connor looking lovely family catchphrase on its way at half five here on Prize Time and Les Dennis two more families battle out on Family Fortunes that's how it's shaping up over the next couple of hours top programs and top prizes right now here it is part one of Give Us a Clue Give Us a Clue Ian Collins wants a word. Louise Mensch? No. No, she can't come in. And welcome, pop merchants, to the episode after the last one, essentially the next episode. We promise you frills, spills, and all manner of entertainment-related shenanigans as we embark on what is widely being labelled as episode 24. Get in there, you crazy mummers! And we will doff our caps in delight as we give you some of this. Adult entertainment is big business. <laughs> it is. Uh, there's a new EU directive to provide some of this. I'm going to watch Balamoni. You're in this. You're called Archie in it, though. Yeah, revving it up for Miles Jupp. Oh, God. He's on with us later. And, of course, this. Hello. I'd like to speak with a Mr. Snadball. See, there's a lot of exciting stuff there. I'm really excited about Miles Jupp, though. That's going to be Miles Jupp! Miles Jupp, he's a top man. He's on with us a little later for episode 24. Uh, Kev, you've got some questions. It's questions and feedback via social media like uh, Bebo, Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Friends Reunited, whatever you like, you name it. In fact, if you throw a brick through our window with your question written on it, we'll probably answer it and invite you in for a cup of tea because oh, we're quite on, nice. Kev, there's one coming! Oh, well, that's just made a mess. It hit a vase. From Coffee Flavoured Revel. <laughs> For God's sake. Does Ugh. the House of Lords serve any real purpose anymore? And do you agree with me it should be replaced by a harvester? The giant salad bar alone would be awesome. Yeah, I'm up for some of that. A salad bar, whereas the House of Lords is more of a sort of a vegetable bar. At the moment, <laughs> so. Just to rework an old spitting image gag. Uh, why not? Yeah, we doff our cap to the rubber lunacy. From Yosef, who says, I was recently in London and noticed the words 2012 plastered all over the place. Billboards, posters and banners all saying the same thing. Are Londoners that stupid that they need reminding of what year they are in? Yes, that's exactly what's happened. They are, but in fact, it's not just the year. Even the city, they've had to say on most of those posters, yeah. London 2012, yeah. it's where you are. I was on London's fabulous underground system, and have you heard they've got um, the mayor, Mr Boris Johnson, doing little announcements now? No. Hi folks, this is the mayor here. This is the greatest moment in the life of London for 50 years. We're welcoming more than a million people a day to our city. There's going to be huge pressure on the transport network. Don't get caught out. It's a bit strange. Boris Johnson proffering mayoral travel. Boris Johnson giving you some Olympic travel detail. I can't wait for that. And in the LBC 97.3 Travel Centre, it's Boris Johnson. <laughs> we'll have some of that, I think, on the show. Bless him. Then he can smack the shit out of somebody in the lift. From Commodore 65, any chance of the late Windsor Davis is a guest? I love him. What do you think you're doing, lovely boys? He's not dead. No, but he must be quite old. He's in his 80s, I think, yeah. 80, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just one of, he's one of those guys we could randomly call and go, yeah, I'll do your interview, lovely boy. 
Why don't we just call you and you can pretend to be him? Lovely boy. And if he complains, you'll have to phone up and we'll just stick him through. From Bondo, the drunk Irish clown. Again? Your end of the world podcast so scared me, I've sold my house and all my possessions, left the wife, quit my job, and I'm now living in a field near Scunthorpe, waiting for the end. Beginning to think I may have overreacted. Any advice? Mm, this was episode 22, the end of the world episode. And it was fast. If you haven't downloaded it yet, go and download it. Because it, it is quite interesting. I think we've established what God is. Uh, well, we think so, yeah. Well, we haven't. A scientist did. But it is possible people haven't downloaded it. So, well, I tell you what. We'll just put the podcast on hold for... Um, how long was that interview? About 15 minutes? Yeah. We'll put the podcast on hold now for 15 minutes. People could go and listen to it and come back. Good call. Here we go. Actually, you know what? They can listen to it later. They've downloaded it now. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. From Steve, did you know there are 63 feet of wire in a slinky? Is there? Apparently. What a heap of cack a slinky was, really. <laughs> it looked good on the advert. Uh, then they went from it being a proper wire thing to a slightly more rubbery wire. Yeah. Coated, which I'm assuming is some kind of health and safety thing. It was a guy who had these springs from a... He invented it because he had all these wrong springs. Is that right? Yeah, well, and he, he, he just started... down the stairs. Yeah, he threw it down the stairs and that's what happened. But that's all it did. It didn't do anything else. You could pretend to sort of juggle with it in your hand and do that back and forth thing. Yeah. And then the big one, of course, is putting it on the stairs, which is impressive the first time, slightly impressive the second time, still pretty good the third time, and not bad the fourth time. By the time you got to the fifth, it was just sh- <laughs> There we go. Any questions you've got for us, it's ian at onceaword.com or at iancollinsuk. You can, I don't know why you'd want to, Actually, email Kev as well. Kev at onceaword.com. He I, needs your emails. I'm nice. I might reply. Might You've been reply. doing that, have you? I, well, I've, I know. Well, no, but I might reply. I might, you know, I might decide I want to. Can't wait for the court case. That <laughs> <laughs> ah! the screen means only one thing. Random acts of irrational annoyance. Stuff that just essentially buggers up your day. It annoys you. None of it is particularly important. They are tiny, microscopic, almost invisible to some people. They're things that many people would just let go. They'd say, jog on. It don't matter. But to you, as tiny as they might be, they do your nutting. They send your head into a 360. Random acts of irrational annoyance. Uh, we've got a bunch of them here from you. Kev, though, first of all, what have you got? I have two. Firstly, use of the word bestest via social media or anywhere else. If you are over the age of six, you are not allowed to use it. And even if you're six, I've got to be honest, a little bit suspect. Do they use it as kind of a, like a gag? Yeah, but it's still the whole kind of thing of it stops being cute. It's like that whole... Bestest ever. Yeah, it's like, ooh, seven sleeps till whatever happens. It's just all nonsense. Seven, just... That seven sleeps, that's enough to, you know, I hope on the fourth sleep somebody smothers you. <laughs> Ian at onceaword.com. And secondly, episodes. Have you seen this? This yes, is this. I've Ma- seen a lot of it. LeBlanc thing. Yeah. And it's, at best, 
It's amusing. Correct. I don't think it's funny. I think Matt, Matt LeBlanc is very good in it. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And there's a couple of good gags, but you don't laugh out loud. It just sort of makes you grin occasionally. But the thing that really annoys me about it is the <laughs> theme tune, which appears to be played on a typewriter. Who uses a typewriter now? People haven't used a typewriter probably since the mid to late 80s, if you're lucky. Scriptwriters for big sitcoms in America or Britain or whatever else do not sit on a f***ing typewriter <laughs> rattling things out. They have a word processor, they have a Mac, they may even have an iPad. They certainly don't use a typewriter, so this cute little theme tune with like, it doesn't work! Two things to say about it. Uh, yes, you're absolutely spot on. Uh, first thing, theme tune, uh, written by the same guy who wrote the theme tune to Benidorm, which I spotted straight away as okay. soon as I heard it. Uh, Does second, that have a typewriter in it as well? <laughs> it might as well do, yeah. Uh, second thing is that, I, y you're right, people go mad on this, and I spotted our mate Carol McGiffin... <laughs> oh, hello! ...on Twitter. I saw this as well, yeah. Did you see this? Yeah. Talking about episodes as if we were talking about Seinfeld or Curb or something. Yeah. We are not. It's at best, it's okay, it's quite fun, it's nice, it's neat, it's a very neat and tidy sitcoms nicely put together yeah nice pieces but you know it ain't ever going to go down as in, in, in sitcom history but it's just all right it does have some very nice eyebrow acting from tasman greek though because whenever she has to look pain or concern the eyebrows move she loves a bit of that the eyebrows uh here's a one well one from me um th that's the queuing thing the queuing at a petrol station most petrol stations you go into when you come towards the tills there's usually a divide which is divided up by uh, displays of sweets and nuts and sometimes the occasional crisp. Mm. And when you get to the end of that line, there's a little sign on the end that says, please queue here. That's where you're meant to wait. Not four foot in front of it, <laughs> not behind me, not halfway to cashier three, by the sign! Don't skip over the sign, please. It's bad work. Uh, this is from Stuart Baggs. I am Stuart Baggs, the brand. No, not that one. Uh, type in password. Password says... Incorrect. Huh? Type it again. Password incorrect. But it's my password! Type it in again. Password incorrect. The biatch! This is my password! I'm going to throw this thing out of the... Oh, hang on. I've got the caps locked. Uh, that's, a, that's true. It's very Happens true. All the time. Very Good true. Well one done, from Stuart. Stuart. Nicely, Nicely written as well. Nicely done. Lisa on Twitter says, My annoyance isn't so irrational. Being given two for one in a supermarket when you don't actually want two, you just want one. Good point. I bought those beans yeah. the other day. I, I had enough green beans, this is absolutely true, to feed 26 people. I just wanted enough to feed one. Yeah. <laughs> this... <laughs> This in from Dazza, repeating what I said in a loud voice in order to sound sarcastic. Repeating what you said in a loud voice? Yeah, 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 yeah. We get you. Uh, this from um, Wax Jackal. <laughs> nice. Who says, uh, back page of your passport is still in French. Why? Is anybody still under the illusion that French is a significant language? It's a good point. We. Oui. I was pissing by the door. <laughs> When I heard two shots. This from Moyne Hake, who says, buying one thing from Groupon and then being automatically subscribed to their 500 mailing lists. Yeah, this is true. Gary Russell says, when you put a banana in your bag for later and then when you try to get it out, it's got all brown and soft. You want one of those banana cases. <laughs> How wonky are they? I know. This comes from Chris Watts, who says, leaving the wheelie bin right in the middle of the drive, it drives me mad! Move it! People do do that, but then who would leave their own wheelie bin? It only drives the person who wants to get in the drive mad, surely. Jamie Morrison says, when you order chicken and chips in a chip shop and they put the chips in a small box when you've paid for a large portion, why? Yeah, but, you know, it all has to do with packaging materials like boots bags, like we were saying the other week. True. 
Got a booster card. Randomax, if you were please, to at Ian Collins UK on Twitter or Ian at onceaword.com. Kev at onceaword.com. Thank you very much. Hoorah! The Mitsubishi ASX comes with active stability and traction control, on demand four wheel drive, hill start assist, and Mitsubishi's legendary reliability. For more information, search for Mitsubishi Cars. Sideshow Kev's Showbiz Shoebox. Oh my god, it's back again. It's Kev's little shoebox of showbiz delights, uh, which is kind of all euphemistic talk, really, for a fill-in feature of very little integrity, but we stick it in anyway because it makes it very happy. You know what, I was thinking actually one week maybe you should come up with a shoebox and I'll answer the questions. And you can see how much thought and effort goes into this. And it's very popular, kind of. Good. Here and there. Not that it matters. It's Sideshow Kev's Showbiz Shoebox, our weekly look at the box of showbiz fluff we find under the bed. Now, adult entertainment is big business. <laughs> it is. And it turns out that the world of XXX likes nothing more than to pay homage to great movies with their very own parody or tribute versions, at least in title, if not in content. So with that in mind, it's time to play Porn Parody Mania. Andre, give me some Porn Parody Mania music, please, you giant... <laughs> Greased-up, muscled man! (laughs) And because this is sensitive material, uh, despite the fact we have an explicit tag on iTunes, if you're offended by words like schlong, (laughs) or wimhole, then you might want to fast-forward to the next bit. I think so. Just use that button on your phone that goes forward. Very simple, Ian Collins. I'll give you a list of adult movie titles. Slightly different this week, though, because of the three, two are real, but one is not. All you have to do is spot the fake. So, number one, spot the fake adult movie title. A, 21 Hump Street. B, Beverly Hills Or C, Yank My Doodle, It's a Dandy. (laughs) I'm going for... C being the made up. C, Yank My Doodle, It's a Dandy. <laughs> That's actually real. The is made up right? one is Beverly Hills. <laughs> Have they never done the Beverly Hills movie? That's just waiting it to happen. It seems obvious, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, number two, spot the fake. A, Goldfinger. <laughs> B, The Hunt for Red October. Or C, Splendor in the Ass. <laughs> I think it's B is the fake. The Hunt for Red October? Yes. Wrong again. The fake is Goldfinger. Ing. All right. Yeah. Works a treat. Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Number three, spot the fake. A, Goodwill Humping. B, Saturday Night Beaver. Or C, The Axe-Vengers. It's definitely C. Definitely C. Yeah. You get a point for that. Get in there. I think that's the point of the film. <laughs> Number four. A, Position Impossible. B, Romancing the Bone. Or C, Snatch. It's got to be Snatch. Yeah, because that's a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. About something else. Yeah. And not about, you know. Which is, ironically, a lot of old bombs. <laughs> And finally, number five, spot the fake. Yeah. One of my personal favourites. A, diddle her on the roof. <laughs> B, the scorpion king, key. Or C, the man who blew too much. <laughs> B. B, the scorpion king, key. 
is another point for you. You clearly know your adult erotica, <laughs> sir. And that's the Shoebiz Shoebox for this week. <laughs> that's it. That was a beauty. Uh, if you've got any sh- you'd like to throw I my way if you've got any DVDs you want to send us. <laughs> if you've got any DVDs, uh, then send them to the usual address. Straight away. Failing that, yeah. uh, email me, kev at whatsoever.com, cool. or follow me on Twitter at sideshow hey. underscore kev. Thank you very much. Indeed. Well, thank you, Kev. Let's move on to some of this. Uh, voicemail roulette. Please leave a message. It is back. It's 077891832. Write that number on a post-it note and stick it on your fridge with a big magnet. Leave it there, and then when you get a moment of inspiration, just call us with either a rant, a moan, a question. It could be anything at all, an entire monologue, if you like. Yeah, why not? Why not, indeed? That's what you do. We give away... It's still £53. £53! £53. It's not going up. No, no, I'm sorry. It's not going to go up until quality goes up. It's as simple as that. £53 to the voicemail offering that we consider to be worthy... some hot steaming cash. Simple as that. Kev, could we have another trio of beauties today, please? I'm sure we can. I'm simply pressing the button effectively. I'm Scott Chisholm with some valuable road safety advice. When crossing the road, find a safe place to cross, stand on the pavement, look for traffic. If traffic is coming, let it pass. When there is no traffic near, walk across the road, keep looking and listening for traffic as you cross. Now we all know the Green Cross Code. Splink. I'm Scott Chisholm, and that's the deal. Splink. Uh, Well, who am I to argue against the mighty Chisholm? It's Chisholm Splink! Chop. Chop schism. Chop schism. What does that mean? From sea to shining sea. Sure. Chop schism. Yeah. He was great, Chop. <laughs> My favourite presenter ever. Uh, I like that. I think that if Scott was um, knocking out some road safety advice, I think uh, I think more children would take notes. You'd bloody so, well listen to him, wouldn't you? Well, you wouldn't argue, would you? They didn't listen to him back on talk radio, but there you go. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, here's another. Yeah, hi, Kev. Hi, uh, it's Mike here. Yeah, so, yeah, I had this dream last night that uh, Kev was complaining to the BBC HR uh, department because he um, he didn't get the job as a director general. And he's complaining to me about it. And he has this big, blonde, frizzy wig and sandals. So, yeah, so what does that mean, eh? What does that tell you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it means. Yeah, what do you think, eh? What? Now, hang on a sec. This is really getting to the boy, isn't it? If, he, if he's actually dreaming... About you. Yeah. Director General. Not right, is let's, it? Let's just get him some help. I think we need to. It is time. It is. Here's another voicemail. Hello. I'd like to speak with a Mr. Snapball. First name, Euro. You're a Snapball? What? How dare you? If I find out who this is, I'll staple a flag to your butt and mail you to Iran. What is going on with this? You see what I mean? You see why I have to reduce the amount? Well, no, but the thing is, it's good, because 24 well, I, hours a day, people can phone up and they can leave a message, whatever they want to. The best time is when you come out of the pub. That's when you should leave a message. Yeah, if you like. <laughs> uh, voicemail roulette, 07789 1832 Ian Collins wants a word. My name is, uh, is Miles Jupp, and uh, I'm privileged not just to be here, but in general. Um, <laughs> really, I'm very lucky indeed. I was in Hull recently. I got uh, mugged by a young man. He uh, attacked me with a knife. Don't know why I thought a knife was necessary. His accent was bloody terrifying. Archie's invention scan helped the nation. Yeah, I've got a thing called imagination. Crazy inventions, groovy 
Obviously, nobody would choose to speak like this. I'd much rather have any sort of accent. I'd much rather have a, you know, a Scottish accent and sound whimsical and tough, or an Irish accent and not have to write any material. Um, Please welcome Mr. Miles Jupp. <laughs> and of course, we always promise you quality. Mr. Miles Jupp is here, everybody. How are you, Miles? I'm good. I'm very good, thanks. Thanks uh, for having me on. No, it's a pleasure, because um, loads of people wanted you on. We always said to people, you know, who would you like to hear? And we get a list of, you know, frankly, people we have no interest in speaking with. <laughs> and there's any way to put it. But uh, when, your <laughs> good, when your name came up, we were only too delighted to make the call. Oh, right, that's very okay. Well, how, how lucky that my phone number should be in your, uh, your contact book. <laughs> Certainly helped. So, let, listen, let me, let me crack straight on with a question from Vanessa in Luton. He says, I saw Miles talking cricket, because um, that is your passion. I was going to introduce you as sort of actor, uh, comedian, uh, bon viveur, and the like. But, of course, I, when we've spoken before, I think you know, cricket is sort of right up there, isn't it, really, with passion? I love it, yeah, I do. I do. I, I absolutely love it. Almost more than comedy, uh, as, as much as comedy? Uh, I, if I could have been good enough to play cricket for a living, then I, I don't see how I could have not done that. You hear about people that are like 24 and go, do you know what, I just want to be a lawyer and, and leave, you know, a county career behind or something. And I don't, there's no way I could have done that. But you did, uh, you did make, once make an incredible journey to get involved in the world of cricket, didn't you? Yeah, I went, I went to India proclaiming to be the, um, <laughs> claiming to be the BBC Scotland cricket correspondent and, uh, <laughs> Getting uh, pretty decent access, but actually, actually, I played a game this Sunday. I, I haven't been. People said you play, and I would say, "Oh, I'm rubbish." But actually, this Sunday, I played a game for the Lord's Tavern at uh, Warwick, oh, Warwick School, yeah. and uh, I opened the. I mean, if you're not into cricket, this will be of no interest to you whatsoever. But I, I opened the batting for the Lord's Taverners with Ashley Giles, one of the great wow. heroes of the 2005 Ashes series, and we put on together a perfectly creditable um, 43 runs before. Um, I took uh, an almighty swipe at um, that uh, chap from the Leicester, Ti- Leicester Tigers, and it was all over. Did you? Was there a moment when you felt? Were you, were you, did you live the moment properly at that point? Well, uh, what happened was I, you know, we, you know, an over would finish, and Gilo would stand at his end, and I'd at mine, and I'd go, Gilo, Gilo, and I'd sort of walk down the centre of the wicket, and he'd go, "What is this?" And I'd say, I'm, "I haven't got anything to say, but I, think <laughs> I want us to have one of these, you know, chats halfway down the wicket." <laughs> And uh, do some, you know, fist bumps and stuff. So I got, I got very into it. Fantastic. And, and when you did, I mean, just remind us about the, uh, the the BBC Scotland correspondent because it did sort of work for a bit, didn't it? It worked for a bit, and then I got there and I got a lot of the access I needed. It, it didn't work, and it didn't turn me into a cricket uh, a cricket correspondent. Uh, sa- sadly, did but nobody uh, say, think... by the way, when, when when you first turned up, uh, did they not? Was there any sort of looks of incredulities? Just saying, BBC Scotland. Yeah, yeah, there were quite a few raised eyebrows. Uh, um, Peter Baxter and John Agnew uh, introduced <laughs> themselves as being from BBC Radio, and I said, "Oh, I'm from BBC Radio Scotland." Yeah. And I think they looked a bit. Hey, we didn't know they didn't know they had a chap out here. Uh, <laughs> so, look, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, the question that Vanessa oh, asked yeah, Vanessa, was Vanessa. Uh, very interesting. Uh, you, you talked about cricket, but which other sport could you be so eloquent, verbose, and impassioned about? Oh, that's a nice question. I'm, I'm, uh, that's a very nice question. Uh, I uh, I would struggle to be passionate. Uh, I, I mean, I uh, I've to, I always imagined I might be all right at rowing, but I never mm. uh, that never happened. Um, uh, another sport that I could be uh, uh, badminton. But you see, badminton, I think, I've got a theory that anybody can play badminton. Well, but they're very good badminton people. They seem to just stand just in one position for the duration of the game, just yes. idly. One of my great, uh, great friends um, is my, my son's godfather, actually. He, he infuriated a very sporty friend of ours once. I played badminton, he had, uh, 
had a cigarette on the go, and he had a glass of red wine in one hand. <laughs> and uh, uh, Will, and our other friend Ollie, was hurtling around, whacking it. But Will was just on one of those streets where he just stood stock still, and the other guy had to do all the work. It was, uh, yeah, work. beautiful. Uh, here's a question from Nick Love in Edinburgh. He says, Love Mars' work. Is he doing anything in Edinburgh this year? Please tell me when, and I shall block book it. Oh, that's very sweet. Um, the I answer's am, no, isn't it? <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Wait, I may... If I, I may go up for a bit. I'm a, okay. a bit busy in August, but I may go up and do some guest slots on something like Early Edition or uh, mm. maybe uh, the show Stuart Francis and um, Craig Campbell. Oh, and, I like uh, Stuart, yeah. Doing okay. the um, uh, Lumberjacks on Ice. So if I am up, I will try and do that, something like that. So if I do something, it'll be very nice to be at the Stan Comedy Club. Uh, I can't say it. You could look out for, yes, for that. Yes, just over the bridge. But, uh, thanks very much, Nick, for your... That's so kind of When you say you're busy in August, straight away, whenever a, a performer or actor or a comedian says that, um, obviously the, the question I want to ask is, what are you doing? Now, you might just tell me you're putting a fence up in the garden or something. <laughs> oh, no, we've got a fence. We've got a lovely fence. You've still got uh, the fence. That's good. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, one of the first things we've changed um, <laughs> when we moved when we in February. Um, Fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm all DIY. I'm all about DIY, <laughs> uh, Ian. Um, uh, I'm, I'm doing a thing called Spy uh, on Sky One. Yes, saw this. Uh, which is uh, Darren Boyd is the star of, who yep. I think is a really fantastic, hilarious mm-hmm. uh, man. And it's, uh, it's sort of like the sea. Uh, he can, you know, he can fit anywhere and is uh, 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 very mouldable and malleable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is uh, yeah, lo- a lovely guy. I've only done a few. I've only been in for a few days so far, but it's a sort of three-month job. Um, so it's yeah, very exciting. That's all right, it. isn't it? Three month job as as an actor. That's pretty yeah. nice. It's <laughs> one, one of those one day numbers, lovely as they might be. But you know, well, I'm always very months. happy, very happy to go. In. The problem with the one day, uh, what you can go and do one day on a thing, and afterwards you think, yeah, I've been in Sherlock Holmes or whatever, and you can sort of feel a bit up. The actual, but when the one day thing, you get excited about. It, you think, oh, I've got some work in a couple of weeks, and then you turn up, and everyone else has already been working for, yeah. with each other for two months or whatever, and you stand yeah. there with your face at lunch going. Oh, they're all friends already, and I'm just this guy, and, you know... A couple of questions that... Uh, I'll just put a load of stuff in one here, because uh, a lot of people are asking about things like The Thick of It and Rev and all the rest of it. Even Balamori, people still ask about when we mention your name. Yeah, Which, yeah. F- fond years, I'm sure, but they are but they are in your past, not your future. Well, I've been currently reminded of them, though, because my son, who is three, came back from his cousins at the weekend going, I want to watch Balamori, and I'd never shown it to him before. And I'd always was quite weirded out by what his response to it would be. But uh, he seems quite normal about it. He just says, right. I'm going to watch Balamori. You're in this. You're called Archie in it, though. And then <laughs> watches it and seems all right. Uh, but uh, other things, thick, thick of it, there is another series of Thick of It that's just been done. Yep. Uh, in which my character uh, makes a, a, a return. I can't uh, say much more than that about it because it's all... Mm-hmm. Confidentiality agreements and stuff. I Maybe mean, even that itself is confidential. Oh, God. Oh, what have you oh, done? God. No, 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 no. Oh, no. God. We're going to have to re edit the whole thing. It's a breaking of a super injunction now. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Danny in Oakhampton says, I'm sure I've heard you say that you actively avoid Twitter and Facebook. Is this true? If so, why? Uh, I'm not on Facebook or on Twitter. I am slightly uh, wary of this, this sort of saying, here I am ask questions of me obviously it's, this is a controlled environment yes, um, which we're doing it uh, but it's also just that thing of being just sort of sucked into yet another another world of things of constantly you know just putting stuff out there and I, I kind of think that the sanity comes from maybe actually just having sort of yeah. uh, barriers up well, we don't have a telly for instance we're very square and we just sort of you don't have a telly shut ourselves away no no um, so it, you know these things 
but I can't. I have to say, I do. I'm not. I'm not like crazy. I do. I do lurk sometimes on Twitter or something. If there's a, you know, a program sometimes yeah. has its own feed or something like that. Or if people you're working with, um, you know, that might be a place they might post up links to the show or whatever that I can put on my own website. I'm okay. not. Uh, I'm but, not Amish about it. Okay, De- Denny, the teacher in Cardiff. Uh, is it tougher being funny when you're a nicely spoken, well presented fellow like yourself? Uh, well, uh, sometimes I suppose. I don't know. Um, it's hard for you to answer that, really, isn't it? It's hard for you, yeah. Because uh, in answer, you're saying I am very funny. About it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's very, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know how to answer that one yeah. uh, modestly or not. Uh, I, it is tougher, I think, sometimes, just in terms of sometimes you've got to get past things. Although uh, there is still that thing, if you look at everything, it's still governed by um, the same sort of. Um, middle-class white boys so although it might seem hard and sort of cut mm. and thrust actually there is probably advantages yeah. uh, to be had in it. i think sometimes on some sort of panel shows and whatever my thing is i just like to say it's a little one lines and comments here or there and sometimes you those can be a bit of a wall of noise and you sort of think well sure. i'll just i'll just sit here and collect my fee at the end because um, there are a lot of that, um, that intrigues me that question a little bit because there, there are i mean I, I, you know even friends of mine who you know i don't think i've ever really had this well i probably have had this conversation with them but you know comedians who are in fact you know quite nicely brought up and, and middle class and um but but decide to sort of adapt to a veneer of uh cockneyism or what it, yeah, drop, yeah drop the t's and all uh, that yeah which I, I to, to I be really honest it really annoys me to be honest miles but uh, yeah well that was always one of my things when i was starting out right you, you sort of think i can either i am like this i can either go i can either pretend uh, that i'm a sort of just a regular geezer uh, or i can go the other way so at first when i started out i really did go um you know i, I sort of really did lord it up and all cravats and what have you i'm <laughs> <laughs> red wine while playing badminton no doubt oh yeah uh, listen, um, Miles, great to have you on with us. Um, Miles, yeah, thank you. It's very nice to speak to you. So it's uk and details on there of uh, where you can be found and when you might pop up to Edinburgh as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Fantastic. Uh, we'll speak to you again very soon, we hope, Miles. Thank you for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. Miles, jump, yes, everybody! Oh, for heavens. Oh, for heavens. Credit stream. And there you go, it's Hankies at the Ready as we bring to a close episode 24. Don't forget, all previous episodes are still available for free to download at iTunes. And of course, while you're there, make sure you lob us a decent five-star review. Thanks to you for downloading. Thank you to all of our guests. All of them can be found on Twitter, as can we, at Ian Collins UK. Our in-show feature and sponsor music was by Kevin McLeod. That's at Incompetech.com. The show's technical operator is Andre Porch. Programme edited by Manny Kendall. Our researcher was Lucille Ball. And today's chunky fact tells us that if all the gold and the whole world were divided up between us, every human on the planet would receive three grams each. Nice. Oh, and as ever, the in-show catering was provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack. And we'll be back next week when we pull out of the bag something that's never been done before on a podcast. Can't wait. Goodbye. A Big Things Media Production. Big Things! Conquer Life's Mountains with the Mitsubishi ASX. Powering Ian Collins once a word. Here it is. It's the old favourite, the colour TV. There's a video recorder. You might say, nope, I'll have the CD games machine, please. Or, of course, it's a microwave oven. Yes, voice your choice. Which one do you fancy as we play instant catch race? Can you identify this 